Howdy, yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today we're skipping school. Or maybe we're just helping a friend through an existential crisis. So get out your Ferrari. And twist and shout! Because today we're bringing you... Ferris Bueller's Day Off! Am I even allowed to talk about the Beatles, or are we going to get sued immediately? I don't know. I think you are. I think there was a movie about the Beatles, like, last week. Anyway. It got, got, got a 20%. What got a 20%? Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. No, yesterday. No, like, there's a movie out this week called Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Is that a Beatles song? Yeah. I did not know that. I knew that that was, like, a thing, but I didn't know that was a Beatles song. Anyway, uh, this was directed by John Hughes, released June 11th, 1986, just... 12,164 days ago on a $5.8 million budget made back $70.1 million and I think has achieved cult status. I got an 80% critic rating and a 92% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 61 on Metacritic. Uh... I don't know who that was, uh, but I, so yeah, let's get let's get into positive and negative reviews. Ethan, this is the last movie of year two. Next week starts year three, and year you three. won't you won't even be here. For I won't even be here. Year. You weren't here for the hundredth episode. I won't be here for the first year. The first, I'm gonna start all that over, compiling the self, coming to terms with my being. You okay, weren't Cameron. here for episode one hundred, and I, Ethan Edgehill, will not be here for the first episode of year three. We're doing the Martian. Uh, no, 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 not without, not without me. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll do something else. Yeah, I want to be there for that. Okay. I love that movie. Maybe I'll do some more John Hughes. Who yeah, knows? You can't, you I'll... can't, you can't. Okay. So here's the, here's the deal. Okay. Here's the deal. If it's a movie about space, you can't do it without me. You forever. did Star Wars without me. You went on your honeymoon on purpose the week that Star Wars came out. I love Star Wars. It had been announced when you decided to get married that day. Yeah, I wasn't like that. That was originally our wedding date. I think it was going to be December 7th or whatever the week before December 16th would have been December 9th or December 2nd. And uh, those days were all booked at the venue we wanted. So we had to push it back. Uh (laughs) I'm just saying, whose fault is that? Not mine. Space movies are like my thing. And Star Wars is not not that doesn't count. That's not space. That's that's an opera. That's his own entirely different thing. God, I love Star Wars. There's a new one coming out in like two months. I know. I should be there for that. I should be present for such an event. You better uh, be. Do, do, do you have a, a negative review for me, Ethan? Did I anybody do. not like this movie? Uh, Patrick Goldstein of the Los Angeles Times did not like this movie back in 1986. And he said, uh, what should have been a joyful romp turns into a stale, sour-edged celebration of the new conformist, an affluent technology-addled cherub without a rebellious whim in his brain. I this literally guy, don't know this who guy he's talking about. Did not watch the movie. No, he straight up didn't because it's about how Ferris doesn't have money. And even though Cameron does, he like he'll take the car, but he won't take Cameron's money. This guy seems to think that Ferris Bueller's Ferris Bueller's Day Off. This guy seems to think Ferris Bueller's Day Off is about Cameron. Oh, it is kind of about Cameron. I was thinking about that today. That it's it's kind of about Cameron. Cameron not to the point where you can review it from a it's about Cameron standpoint. What do you mean? 
Like you can't if you're if you're Patrick Goldstein writing a five paragraph review of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, you can't. This can't be your your quip, your blurb. No, I think your blurb can say something to the effect of it's not about the title character. Although the first five paragraphs of this review are actually pretty interesting, and he goes into depth on whether or not uh, John Hughes invented the teenager. Ooh, that is an interesting thought. Yeah, and like I kind of tend to agree with the points he's making in that like before the John Hughes movies, like teenagers like that didn't exist, and now they do. And so it's like, I'd... was John Hughes really observing something or was was he like creating something well, was yeah was he projecting something into the world i know that i love the john hughes movies and i also know that when i watch this or the breakfast club or any other movie i can't think of the name of uh, i'm always like completely dumbfounded at how on earth he writes these things like the way that he just invents these conflicts and the character development is always to me just like absolutely fascinating like the adventure they go on in this day in chicago it seems like if anybody else had wrote this story it would it would go completely differently oh for sure for sure and uh, these movies typically the the most interesting part is the setup like for sure like act one and two of these movies are always better you don't like the third act here where Jamie I, I, comes around I do but it just like it starts it gets real heavy there for a minute I think the part where like how did how does John Hughes write Jeannie runs into Charlie Sheen at the police station and therefore forgives Ferris huh I didn't hear the how, end of that how, how do you how do you come up with Jeannie goes to the police station and meets Charlie Sheen and then subsequently forgives Ferris you don't that's the thing is he just didn't it doesn't get said I, I mean it's just I don't know the way that he writes is it, it blows my mind it's, and I it's, think it's definitely this, interesting. This movie has one of my favorite scenes in the history of cinema. And there's a bunch of really good like comedy bits in here. But I think my favorite like acted scene in movies changed when I watched this movie today. And it's when Cameron doesn't, not when he blows up the first time when he sees the speedometer, but when he kicks the car through the window. Oh, it's great. Yeah. It, it, it's like amazing the way that it's set up, the way he delivers his lines, the way that, I mean, it's, it's so good. Yeah. And the way he just takes it. Yeah. And he's just like, nah, I got it. And it goes into like dead poet society music. And it's just like, yeah, no, I'll, I'll be good. I'll take it. I want this kind of, he starts staring off in the distance. It's just like, he'll come home and we'll just have a little chat. You see that? Dun, dun, in the background yeah oh it's a great great scene for sure and like you can you can tell matthew broderick is like out of his depth for a moment he's like whoa this just got way deeper than what i was prepared for yeah and Which alan is ruck crazy is who is alan nobody ruck. who has just never been anybody he's almost ed norton is who he is yeah he was in this and he was in speed like 10 years later and that was it he was like the prince he was the dean of students in greek okay he was in that because he was this in this right that was the joke yeah what high school has a dean of students a high school of 1500 students because that's what he doesn't call himself the principal he's the dean of students that's a vice he, principal that's what and he, he has he's a the vice principal he has his own secretary yeah which means he he gets enough phone calls. Although well, I guess like, email I, doesn't exist. Right. This was an era where like his computer was like a terminal. It wasn't like a computer computer. Right. There was, I remember growing, watching up, growing up and watching this and hearing Ferris be like, I wanted a car. I got a computer. And in the era that we were Ferris's age, I was like, I mean, yeah, I'd be disappointed, but a computer's a pretty capable gift. And now I think if a 16 year old was like, I asked for a car, my sister got a car and I got a laptop. My I like think, younger sister. Right. <laughs> I think you'd be reasonably like, okay, yeah, no, that sucks. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> is it his younger sister or is it? Well, they have they to be twins? like they have to be twins if she was a senior, right? So she's old enough to drive, but not a senior. She's got to be his younger sister, like yeah, she's got to be a junior because they can't. There's no way they're twins. That would have come up. Yeah, but there's a lot of things in this movie where you just you can't. I mean, this is any John Hughes movie though, but especially this one just lives in its own level of like this takes place in a society, but not our society. There's a couple things you just have to like look over in this movie. Like what? Like the fact why? Okay, so why is there a parade in downtown Chicago on a school day because chicago is a fun city there's always something happening in chicago but no there's not like a stop traffic parade on a random tuesday do we get an idea of what day of the week it is we don't we don't all we know is that uh that, 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 yeah, no, we don't know anything. We know that, that Ferris was at an ice cream shop the night before, allegedly. Yeah, that he passed out that day. He passed out of 31 flavors. Baskin Robbins. But, uh, yeah, no, we don't get any any idea of what day of the week it is. But there's, there's a lot of things that, like, and, and uh, how does he just end up on this parade float singing the song? Like, there's so many things in this movie that just can't happen. And the whole, the whole mythology of the Say Ferris thing in general, like, the fact that it ends up on a, on a, like, a water tower, right. and that the police chief is worried about him. Right. It, it says, it says Say Ferris on the sign in front of Wrigley Field like since that morning. So I, I found this amazing article that like goes through like who the Braves played that day what parades were taking place in 1985 that were also school days. Uh, the filming of the baseball t- scenes took place Tuesday, September 24th between the Cubs and the Montreal Expos, now the Washington Nationals. Yeah, I could have told you that. Well, that's just what the... Uh, you could have told me September 24th? No, I could have told you it was the Montreal Expos. Oh, I couldn't have told you they that. They were How the only team that? that ever wore that those colors. I didn't pay a that, moment... Like, Robin's egg blue and maroon. They looked like a Madden like create a team from two thousand one. <laughs> Where was the Madden create a team always from? Where's the the EA headquarters? Uh, to uh, Tiburon, Florida. Tiburon, yes, yeah. It was always you're from Tiburon. It's a Spanish word for shark. Oh, is it? I did not know that. I think it's shark. Hang on. So I know you said that Alan Ruck was in nothing else, but he actually has like a good number of of certified yep, fresh films. I'll tell you who was in nothing else was uh. The girlfriend. Mia Sarah? Uh, Sloan. Yeah. I feel like I know her name from something else. Mia Sarah, you don't. I don't? No. What else has Alan Ruck been in then? I know he was in Speed, because he's on the bus with Keanu Reeves, and, and he's just like a guy on the bus in Speed. He's a pretty big TV show guy, but he was in uh, this, obviously, Ghost Town, Bad Boys, Speed. Um, he was in Twister. He was in Twister. Uh, there was one I saw that I thought you would would recognize. Ah, uh, uh, he was in War Machine, the movie with Brad Pitt. Ah, that didn't even hit a box office number. So. Yeah, I don't think it did. I have no idea. I love you, Beth Cooper. Do you remember that one? Uh, I remember that movie existing back in '09. I think I can like see the 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 poster in my head. Did we oh, see that movie in theaters? We saw we this did. in theaters because it had Hayden Panettiere. I can it. absolutely see this movie in my head. Yeah, it had Hayden Panettiere, and she. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that is exactly why we saw this in theaters. Because there, I remember now, I'm looking at the photos from the film, and there was like a locker room scene. And that was like, oh my god, we have to go see this. We would have turned 17 that year. In 2009? Yep. Yes. I, w- I did. Mm, 16. No, I turned 17 did in you? 09. Yep, I was yeah. born in 92. I turned 17 in 2010. But in July, when this was released, uh, I was 16. So was I. I do remember that movie. It was bad, if I remember correctly. <laughs> the the top review is a negative review. It just says, this is pretty average stuff. It's got 32 on Metacritic. That's better than it's Rotten Tomatoes 13. Oh, God. He was in the 2003 remake of Cheaper by the Dozen. Looks like the man does uh, what we call bit parts. Yeah, I mean, it looks like he's Cameron, right? But he looks like Ed Norton, so he's got that going for him. He looks like an old Ed Norton now. Yeah, I can see that. 
He was in a lot of TV shows. Cougar Town, Greek, Boston Legal, Eureka. Boston Scrubs. Legal was a great show. I don't know how much he was in it. He's got one credited year. The show was on the air for five years. So It's a good show. You should watch it sometime. It's got uh, William think, Shatner and uh, and uh, Ultron. James Spader. Ooh, James Spader. Yes, he's so good. Yeah, it was a great show. They're like these ridiculous lawyers in Boston. Boston. Just b- big personality guys. I do, I do love a good big personality. You mean like you like Matthew Broderick and Ferris Bueller? I do like Matthew Broderick and Ferris Bueller. Did you do we know a Matthew Broderick and Ferris Bueller? Do we know a Ferris Bueller in real life? No, they don't Somebody exist. That, that everything works for? They don't exist. Not to this level. Yeah, no, he's too lucky. He's like a manic pixie dream boy. Because like the guy that everything works for like this wouldn't skip school like this. Like we didn't grow up in a generation where people skipped school and did stuff. We, we grew up in that generation, but like at least our circle had absolutely no interest in skipping school. Yeah, but like even the cool kids weren't skipping school. They might have been. I don't know. We weren't friends with the cool kids. It was the dweebs and the wasteoids and the, I don't know, whatever other things that she lists. I'll look up to him. He's got. He's on the phone with the freshman. Yeah, he goes, give me somebody else. And he, he just passes the phone to a random human. Right. And she's and like, she's oh, like, oh, hey, Ferris. Hey, Ferris <laughs> Ferris Would Bueller, you ever... he's getting me out of summer school. He can't die. He's safe, Ferris. I like how nobody knows that the genie is his sister. I think that adds insult to injury when it's like everyone in the city cares about Ferris. Man, Matthew Broderick was a big deal when this movie came out. Yeah, he was in War Games. He was in War Games and Lady Hawk. Yeah. At this point. I, didn't, I don't know what the time... Like, all, to me, to me, all 80s movies came out in 1985. They were all released on there the was same no, day. There's no, like, because, um, what's his name? Paul Goldstein was talking about this in his review that I read the whole thing of. And he mentioned, like, all these different movies that had already come out by this point in 1986. And I was like, really? To me, this would have been, the, like, the first, the, 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 the first one that came out. Of, like, no, the big I, ones. I knew that this was into it, because he looks older here than he did in War Games. No, but I wouldn't call that a big one. I guess War Games means a lot to me because of uh, Ready Player One. But compared to, like, Pretty in Pink and 16 Candles and The Breakfast Club and, and Can't Buy Me Love and Say Anything, I don't know, I didn't know all those movies came out before Ferris Bueller. I would have thought that those were, like, after most of them. Or, yeah, yeah, I after. would have thought that also. He was doing really well up until 1990. He was in, like, only good films, and then it, like, flips, and he's in, like, only bad films, and then, like, The Lion King and things like that. Hey, he was Inspector Gadget? Yeah. When did that come out? 1999. Is it really? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but he was in The Lion King, 93%. That seems less than I would have thought. The Freshman, I've never heard of this. He was Clark Kellogg. What's the score on The Cable Guy? Cable Guy is not good. Not good. Huh. Really? That's that's like peak Carrie. Well, not that particular movie, but that's when you're getting your best Carrie. That was, yeah, that was the right era for Carrie. If you look at the, uh, have you ever seen The Freshman? No, I don't know what that is. It's Marlon Brando and Matthew Broderick. Okay. And it's, uh, uh, Marlon Yeah, no, Brando. that's, that's, yeah, that's, the, that's a picture of the Godfather grabbing Matthew Broderick by the face yes but if you look at the rotten tomatoes like header it's like ferris bueller at the godfather uh i'm not on rotten tomatoes i'm on imdb that's where i look up people oh. uh let's see the uh, fresh what's the rotten tomatoes on this uh 93 oh okay i was gonna say it's got a 76 on metacritic yeah, that's, that's, they audience. took, they took two, they took a picture of Ferris Bueller and a picture of the Godfather. No, they took, they took a, a headshot from when Matthew Broderick auditioned to be Joey. That's what this is. That, yeah, that is absolutely, yeah, that is, that is Matthew Broderick's audition tape for Friends. To be Joey. That's, to be, yeah. yeah the red, the red shirt and everything. Yeah. I want to be Joey Tribbiani. Man, imagine what Friends would have been like if it was Matthew Broderick instead of Matt LeBlanc. It would have been better. Yeah, yeah, probably. It would have been more expensive from the start. 
Also, probably. Because Matthew Matt LeBlanc was like, yeah, acting job. I'll do it. <laughs> Sounds good. I should watch this movie. It looks good. The, the, the NYC consensus. film school student accepts a job with a local mobster who resembles a famous cinema godfather and takes the... He's literally playing the godfather. Yeah, here's the uh, the critics' consensus summary. Buoyed by the charm of Matthew Broderick in the title role and Marlon Brando as a caricature of his godfather persona, the freshman benefits from solid casting, a clever premise, and sweet humor. I gotta watch this movie. I know. Maybe this is what I'll review next week. That's a hard sell. <laughs> a movie no oh. one's seen with a guest and, and not me. Hello, <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, Seamus, can you watch this movie you've never heard of? Yeah, so we did good in the 80s. I mean, I've seen, I think, four of these movies. I've seen Biloxi Blue. Five of these movies. I don't know. Matthew Broderick's great. Uh, I've always liked him. He was in The Producers. That was good. He was in, uh, I liked Inspector Gadget, the movie, but it was probably terrible. Um, oh, yeah, he was, I, I feel like that's one of those ones where you're just not supposed to revisit He it. was Adult Simba. That's always good. He hadn't done a whole, whole lot since then. He was in a commercial for like a sequel to Ferris Bueller. Yeah, he was- That ended uh, up being like a Lincoln commercial. He was the narrator in the live- TV production of A Christmas Story, the musical. That was pretty good. I don't know. I like this movie a lot. Um, this is one of my favorites of the, like, the 80s movies. I think this is one of my favorites just of, like... Oh, definitely. Period. Definitely. You, you know, th- this, uh, I, I had forgotten how much I liked it. And, and I found, as we do this show, sometimes we'll revisit a film, and I'll be like, mmm, this was much better when I watched it in my youth. Uh, like, like uh, remember the Titans? I, I found flaws with it this time around that I never, ever cared about before uh but i did not feel that way with this film i felt like this was better than i remembered it yeah this is exemplary filmmaking because it sort of gets lumped in with a bunch of movies that people love but aren't very good because like a lot of these john hughes movies are really only okay or they have something they have something super wrong with them what is wrong with the breakfast club uh you're the one that doesn't like the breakfast club here no here's okay and actually i don't i was gonna make a point about the breakfast club in a second but like 16 candles is extraordinarily racist. It's it's just like it would be a perfectly normal movie if there wasn't one character that was like a super racist interpretation of an Asian person that everybody just made fun of. Uh, we were talking just now about uh, uh, John Hughes films. I think. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. Know. We, so we I'm saying service like, interruption. The, the 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 Breakfast, not the Breakfast Club. Uh, Sixteen Candles, like I said, has a super just like racist characters. It's not just John Hughes. It's it's Cameron Crowe. It's their, the whole Brat Pack thing. Salem's Fire and and and. Uh, Can't Buy Me Love and whichever one that Jude, or, yeah, not Jude Law, um, John Cusack rides up to the girl's house in the lawnmower. Like, it's just, some of them are completely just unbelievable in the premise. They're not great films, and, you know, I think there's two that stand out, but kind of get lumped in with the rest of these films just because of the period and the time and the director and everything else, and those are Ferris Bueller and The Breakfast Club. Now, I know you have issues with The Breakfast Club, but I do think that compared to the rest of those those movies, these two are the outstanding ones. Let, let me be clear. I think The Breakfast Club is a masterclass. Like, it was recorded in 48 hours. It was hardly scripted. It was this amazing cast that came together. Here's my issue with The Breakfast Club. I don't think John Bender's an interesting character at all. And I think the moment at the end where he puts his fist in the air doesn't look cool, doesn't look rebellious, doesn't look triumphant. It just looks lame. It only looks lame. I could agree with that. And that's that's my big problem with The Breakfast Club is that like everybody talks about this scene where John Bender like succeeds and kisses Molly Ringwald. But it's like, one, he said some terrible stuff to that girl that day. Right. Right. And she just like goes along with it. And two... 
it just looks like a loser. And maybe that's the point, and I'm not getting it, is that, like, at the end, you know, he's just this dweeby kid that's excited about kissing a girl like everybody else. But I don't that think That is what is. you're supposed to get out of it. You think it, so? Is, that is what you're supposed to get out of it, though, because it's the, the, the message is that they are all people. The yes, dork, they're all also people. a person. The jock, just a regular guy. The pretty girl still has pro- anxiety and, and, and self-esteem issues. The, the, like, bully, also a guy. Just a regular guy. And I think that that's sort of the message that's gotten lost in there in the time intervening times, because we've come around to society to be like hey hang on m- n- n- not that one though john bender's not a guy no he's a bully and he is a bully he's a bad person right and, and honestly like i watched that movie and i know that maybe it's also because of the clique that we were a part of in high school but the character i identify with is the dweeb i mean i, I think most people probably do do you think so or it's is, sort of I mean, like I about think, yeah because it's sort of like about him i would think that's correct but i do know that like in high school i was friends with people who were jocks who were popular girls or I don't at least think, I, that's the I, thing is, I don't think them. I don't think most jocks that are watching the breakfast club are looking at Emilio Estevez and being like yeah it's me I want to be like that I don't necessarily think it's about oh I want to be like that I think it's I relate to that I relate to what this kid's going through because Emilio Estevez's arc in that movie is is relatable I would imagine in some way where it's like it's his dad's dream that he plays football or something or that right what is it it's the they Disney made Channel high school musical this thing. point right the no, whole dad, like I'm giving dad, up on you I'm giving up on your dreams <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, I don't relate to Bender at all. I, I know that even in like eighth grade, I would have thought that the way Bender talked to Molly Ringwald was horrifying. Unaccept- yeah, just absolutely unacceptable. Yeah. Like he says things to her that are like, oh my God, how did you... <laughs> How was everybody? How do you still win in the end? Right, and why is she cool with this at the end? And uh, uh, John Bender's a bad guy. He's like Snape. He's a bad person. Yeah, exactly. Played by who I'm sure is just a lovely human being. Oh, Alan Rickman. Very. No, I was going to say uh, Judd Nelson. Oh, I bet Alan Rickman could have played Bender. Probably. You know, if The Breakfast Club was made in like 1950. How old was he? Uh, old enough to not have played the John Bender in 1985. I think when we recreate it, if we remade The Breakfast Club today, actually, hold on, let's bring it back to Ferris Bueller. If we remade ferris bueller today who plays ferris somebody you've never heard of it's a teen movie we can say this all day long it's somebody you've never heard of okay but that's fine but i mean if you were to like fan cast it you think tom oh, holland uh, could do it yeah absolutely you think he would make fair he would be I, ferris? I think i think that if you want to cast any like slightly dorky but also slightly confident like can pull off the the sweater vest type tom holland's your guy no matter what it's like live action atlantis he's your guy live action ferris obviously live action ferris bueller but like remake of ferris bueller He's your guy. You think he's suave enough? I think. I think the whole point of yeah, Spider-Man I think he's is absolutely he's suave, suave enough. enough. I think that that's a, a just a un, unqualified argument. Okay. I I also feel like uh, I think that dude shows up to the red carpet in like a maroon tuxedo, and people are like, "Damn, okay, Tom Holland, good looks." That on guy puts on a blood. pair of glasses, and women are just like, "My God, I like glasses." <laughs> yeah, a guys with glasses in. <laughs> Uh, what do you think of uh, speaking of Tom Holland, Spider Man back in the MCU? Or if you, was... if you if you if um, you go back, uh, maybe in, in uh, maybe five or six years, maybe uh, Zach Efron. I think Zach Efron would have made a better Ferris. That's actually who I was gonna say. He's too old now, though. Yeah, he's definitely Tom too Holland old can now. still play eighteen. Eight, not for much longer. Tom not Holland for much longer. No, but if you're gonna make it right day. now, he's your guy. Yeah. Uh, maybe again, five or six years ago, Dave Franco. Yeah, Dave Franco could have done it. Uh... Whom else? I don't know a lot of young. I men would love actors. actually, and I hate that we keep like just giving this dude a pass to do whatever he wants because I don't really like Deadpool. But I think that like thirty-five-year-old Ryan Reynolds playing eighteen-year-old Ferris Bueller would be hilarious. It would be very funny. I think Scarlett Johansson, clear choice. Because uh, because uh, Ryan <laughs> Ryan Reynolds has a history of doing the uh, 
the freaking camera thing. Yeah. Well, he was Van Wilder, right? He was yeah. the follow-up. Right. Van Wilder's just a parody in college. For sure. With Tara Reid. I mean, Van Wilder's like a like an Animal House follow-up. Van Wilder's a great film. Isn't it National don't, Lampoon's Van Wilder? Don't don't tell me the Rotten Tomatoes score. I don't want to know. Yeah, National Lampoon's Van Wilder. It's, it's, it it's, is, uh, yeah. I, I knew that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to make sure that you knew that this is like a, he's a, uh, he's a you know, beta house guy. But he wasn't Greek because the fraternity in, uh... And Van Wilder was Gamma Delta Iota. Yeah. Which I thought was very funny. No, no, no. no. It was Delta Iota Kappa. It, yeah, it was, they, they, they were, they were I didn't know dicks. you were a dick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but here's the thing about Ferris Bueller, and I think that this is the... Uh... The camera nails it when he says this. He's like, when 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 he and Sloan are talking about like the next steps, and she's like, "What do you think Ferris is gonna do?" And he's like, "He's gonna be a fry cook at whatever he says, whatever he's restaurant." He's gonna be a fry cook on Venus. Venus, yeah. I took your advice. I watched with subtitles, and this movie is subtitled. I don't, I don't know if this is the case, but the subtitles are slightly off. Which makes yeah, me think I that, noticed that because I rented it on Amazon. And, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I did also. I yeah. think the subtitles are the script. Is that how that works when that happens? Um, it's closed captioning versus subtitling. Okay. So closed captioning, I think, is the difference. And uh, somebody correct me if I'm wrong about this, but it is closed captions on this and not subtitles. It specifically says closed captions. But I think it's that it, it's the way to get the, the, the message across regardless of what's being said. Okay. Because when I was watching it, I, I was under the impression, and I don't know anything about closed captioning or subtitling. I, don't, I do not... So I think those changes are made to fit it into the space of the dialogue. Right. So it's fast. So you can read. read it while it's being said. Right. So they take liberties to make it easier to like read. It's for people that can't listen to it and also read it. It's for people who need to read it. Right. For people who can't hear it, so they need to read it. Right. It makes it easier. But when I you're guess, watching it, know. when you're watching it with it scrolling underneath, it's a little distracting sometimes. But that's not what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you got it on Amazon as well. Dollar ninety nine. Yeah, dollar ninety nine HD rental. Which uh, HD? We sure about that? You didn't think it was HD? No. The first thing I thought, to tell you the truth, was this movie could use a remaster. Huh? I'm sure it's been remastered. I know that on Amazon it was like purchased for like seven ninety nine or some super cheap price. But I didn't know if Amazon feeds into movies anywhere. I'm sure it does. But uh, so I didn't buy it. But I would because I love this movie and I would love to have it on airplanes and things. Uh, but I rented it. As did I. Um, I did purchase Remember the Titans last week for like seventeen ninety nine. That's a good call. Yeah, I saw it now. I was like, uh, yeah, that's a fair, fair value because I mean, the two-hour flight. That's Remember the Titans time. I thought about purchasing it as well because it's also the third time I've watched it this year. What Remember the Titans? Yeah, it's so good. Whereas normally my argument against like purchasing movies is like, you know, if it's a twenty-dollar movie and a four-dollar rental, it's like I've got to watch that five times to make it worth it. Right. And it's like most movies that I'm renting, I'm probably not going to watch five times. Most movies I'm renting, I'm never going to watch again, especially because of this show. I have to watch a new movie every week. And uh, Yeah, there's a weeks, solid amount I, of movies that like that I'll probably never just never see again for various reasons. Well, and not to mention, there are weeks where I only watch one movie. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and it's the one we review for the show. There's, there's weeks where it's like, it's tough to watch that one movie as well. I'll tell you, I love this movie. It's only 108 minutes, which is under two hours. We stay. And I was watching it today and I could not get through it. And I love it. I was like, these scenes are amazing. These shots are so good. The writing it is amazing. It does start to drag a little bit toward the it end. It drags a little bit towards yep. the end. Yep. And it's like, there's this there's this scene and I hate this about 80s movies that they do this. There's a scene. It's obviously not missing. They just didn't write it. Where like they go from Cameron's, uh, you know, they go from Cameron's freak out to a different scene and then they're standing at Sloan's house. Yes. And it's just like, it's like a, like an awkward hard cut to Ferris and Sloan standing at Sloan's house. And I'm like, you could have, there's infinite ways to have made that less jarring. Yes. And also the whole Sloan situation. I love how they, they maneuver the phones and everything so that nobody ever talks to the parents. 
Yeah. I think that's so funny. <laughs> also, my I think my one of my favorite things about this movie is that like Sloan when Sloan goes into the she's talking into the the or talking as the outgoing message and she's like, if you need to get us, you can reach us at the following number. <laughs> <laughs> And the receptionist is like, okay, dialing. <laughs> the following number is like, like the morgue. What did you just, but, but what did you, 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 what did you type into the phone? She didn't say a number. She just sobbed. I love just how typed it was all. Two, 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 two. You've reached I... Pearson's mortuary. <laughs> We will get back ever, to you as soon as humanly possible. Do you ever get... Does, does, is this a pet peeve for you? Because this is a pet peeve for me. Uh, it immediately takes me out of whatever film I'm watching is when a movie says out loud like a 555 number. Yeah, always. I hate it so much. Just just buy a phone number, man. They've like, yeah, they've like stopped doing that entirely. It's great. What do you mean? Like real phone numbers are there? It's like they, there's no 555 numbers anymore. I know that... Because um, original... nowadays in movies, they just don't say a phone number out loud. And then like TV shows and stuff, it's like they just, just say a phone number. Right. So I know... The original release of uh, Bruce Almighty had a 772 phone number, which like the town that we live, like in Roanoke, that's like what phone numbers start in. Like it was 540-772, then whatever, 1234 or whatever. And yeah, that I was remember, like your part of town. Yeah, that was like, it would have been the neighborhood I lived in. And yeah. I remember watching the movie sitting next to somebody from my neighborhood. It was Patrick Patain who I saw that movie with and being like, that's somebody's number. Like somebody we know has that phone number. And, uh, and then I remember when the movie came out on dvd i think i was in the hospital for some reason and i got it because i loved that movie still do love bruce almighty what a should great cover film. it at some point we should i would i would uh that's that is i i'll tell you what that's peak carry no that's late stage carry yeah but that's my favorite carry you mean like post liar liar uh yeah no i just think that's my favorite jim carrey movie you don't like the mask or liar liar no i really don't like the mask actually no you're not a mask no guy, i despise huh? that movie huh. liar liar's okay um i would say it's either bruce almighty or um truman show easy choices Truman Show is not a comedy. That's what's weird about Truman Show. A lot of times you go into it thinking, "Oh, this Bruce is Almighty be a also funny. not really a comedy." Uh, it's it's funny. It's got the scene where Steve it's, Carell it's does It's very the, like, heavy the, though. <laughs> it's as funny as, as Truman Show is. No, Truman Show doesn't have comedic beats at all. Yeah, it does. You think? Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not what you would expect from, it's not Ace Ventura. Oh, that might be but this my is the favorite. same thing. It's like, this is the same thing people would argue about. Um, There's like a, there's a, a midpoint of Adam Sandler's career where he really hit some good beat in like Click and Spanglish. Those are funny movies that just aren't like, they're not Happy Gilmore. So people are like, this movie isn't funny. I'll take Click over Happy Gilmore every day. They're completely different movies. Happy Gilmore is the only, legitimately the only, um, because I, I really don't like the like, I'm Adam Sandler and I'm stupid thing. No, me neither. But yeah. I I like yeah, yeah. Happy Gilmore. I can't stand the Water Boy. I don't like Billy Madison. I do like Happy Gilmore. It's a genuinely funny golf movie. That's golf. Which one's ha which one's Billy Madison? That's he goes back to like third grade or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I uh, think I don't know. I haven't seen it in so long. Like I don't like, like the Water Boy at all. Now Water Boy's tough to watch. Uh, I don't like you know recipes. He was good on Saturday Night Live and whatever. I don't like Chris Farley movies. Oh yeah, you don't like uh, Tommy Boy. I don't like Tommy Boy. I don't like Chris Farley movies at all. I don't particularly like John Candy movies. That whole thing didn't really do it for me. What about Airplane? I love Airplane. That's that's not see that's not comedians doing comedy that's that's like deadpan the whole time right that is uh that's like that's how i feel about the truman show because you got guys like ed harris doing comedy the truman show's good the truman show is like an existential crisis in a film right it's it's so hard to watch and not selfishly think that's me but like Kate made me watch uh, now I love Steve Martin to some extent um, some of his movies i was literally about to bring up Steve Martin uh, so Kate made me watch planes trains and automobiles um 
John Candy, Steve Martin. Yeah, it's a, 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 she was like, this is one of the funniest movies ever. It's one of my favorite movies ever. And I'm like, one, this is not a comedy. You want to talk about not a comedy? That. That movie Plans is Jones depressing as John Candy hell. Selling, John Candy selling the uh, shower rings as like multi-purpose items. You didn't think that was funny? John Candy's talking the whole movie about getting back to his wife who's been Fortnite. Dead the whole time. Okay, That yeah, movie sad. is brutal. But I just don't, I don't like that whole like, I'm a stupid guy and I get myself into stupid situations and just somehow chuckle Fortnite. My way out of them. <laughs> No, I agree I, with why you. I'm not I'm not crazy about Jack Candy. I didn't like Chris Farley. I don't really like early Sandler or late Sandler or mids. I like two Adam Sandler movies. Which Adam Sandler movies do you like? Click and Spanglish. Oh, you don't like Mr. Deeds? Oh, or, fuck. Uh, I forgot Mr. Deeds. Big Daddy? No, I don't like Big Daddy at all. Didn't like that movie. Not a Big grown ups, Daddy guy. Grown ups can go away, man. I'm not about it. I'm not. That's not my brand of comedy. We wasted the big surprise on you. What? We wasted the good surprise on you. That's what the girl says in in uh, Big Daddy. If you think I've seen Big Daddy more than one time in my life. Oh, that was a, that was a minivan movie for me. It's still... It, 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 Nope, I'm not even gonna say those words. I was gonna I was gonna speak something into existence, but I don't want to. John Oliver was in Big Daddy. Oh man, what a good movie. Um, it's just not my particular brand of comedy. I would take like Caddyshack all day long. I would take uh the the, the National Lampoon's Vacation movies all day long. Oh, see, I can't do the National Lampoon Vacation movies. Love them. No, that's as, but yeah, that's they... as far as that's as far as I can get with the secondhand awkwardness. I can't. I can't. I can hardly do Christmas Vacation. I get like empathetic. So bad for Clark Griswold. Oh, Christmas movies, like, Christmas movies, Christmas comedies are hard. Because it's always, like, how bad can we Fortnite up somebody's Christmas? <laughs> and nobody wants to, like, who wants to watch that? <laughs> Who's sitting there like, man, this is so funny. This guy's whole Christmas is ruined. It's like I'm sitting there at the end of plane trains and automobiles. I'm like, yeah, great. They're going home to, to sorry if who forever I'm ruining this movie for, but the, you know, it's been out for a while. John you Candy can... <laughs> goes home and eats dinner with Steve Martin and his wife because his wife's been Fortnite dead. I cannot express how dead this dude's wife is. And the whole time it's this touching story of like, I got to get off the road so I can go home and visit my wife in Chicago. And he's this salesman who sells, he's a snake oil salesman. He sells nothing. He sells nothing. Yeah, they both do. Right. Which, I, and it's like, it's like, at one point, and this is, this, is, this is my problem with these Stephen Martin, John Candy, Adam Sandler, Chris Farley movies. There's one point where they're driving down the highway in a car that's on Fortnite. Fire. Yes, that's, that is every. It is too far. It is too far past belief. Yes. And that, that's my problem with the vacation movies is it's the same thing. At some point in the film, I don't like that they have the giant tree in the house i don't like that the squirrel, I, I can't i mean like, I, I cannot grandma. explain to you i cannot explain to you why i can deal with the national lampoon's vacation movies and not those movies I, I don't know what the difference is i think it's just chevy chase i think it's the fact I, that i can just deal with chevy chase and randy quaid i just can't do it with chevy chase i will say but chevy you love chase, caddyshack i love caddyshack that's what i was gonna say is i love caddyshack i you think if caddyshack had not been made i would not handle clark griswold but ty burrell what's his name ty not ty, ty webb what's his last name ty webb is a good character he he does not fail he succeeds he is suave. He is cool. Clark Wiswold is not. No, I agree. I but I, I think that literally just like the calming presence of Ty Webb in my memory allows me to deal with Clark Griswold. I can't. I just can't. I, deal I think with Clark it's Griswold. that and the and, Kenny Loggins and song "Holiday Road." It, oh my god, that gets Holiday me Road is my movies. life. Holiday Road is the best song ever written. It's got tuned dog barks at the end. Yeah, I, I think that's that's the only thing that gets me through those movies. Uh, but I will say this: 
Uh, I also don't like the new Vacation movie. The remake with Ed Helms or whatever? With Ed Helms, for the same Didn't reasons. see it. Didn't I assume see that it. it just hits the exact same beats, but more ridiculous. It's exactly what it does. Because that's what we do with comedy these days. No, We're the Millers is... Is an exceptionally extremely. good comedy film made in the 2000s. You can point to Game a couple Night. of them. Game Night was okay. Game Night's exceptional. I disagree. <laughs> it, overs- it oversold the... I'm not going to ruin Game Night, but it oversold the, the one of the twists. Uh, yeah, the third act is a little rough, but Game Night and Where the that, Millers both Game Night really has the problem that you can't figure it out. Yeah, like the mystery is unsolvable, and that's, it's that's unsolved, a little yeah, frustrating. That, 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 that leaves a bad taste in my mouth, even if I don't realize it at first. It is a good movie. It's funny. Uh, it's Jason Bateman. It's really just because Horrible Bosses was fantastic. Horrible Bosses was fantastic. Uh, I didn't see the sequel there. I'm afraid to. Yeah, I same. Don't, uh, I don't want to be ruined. I don't even think I've rewatched Horrible Bosses, just on the off chance that it's N- that the it second time. suck. <laughs> I've rewatched Where the Millers a couple times. That holds up. That is a good movie. Yeah, that one works. Uh, what's uh, what what's another modern comedy? Um, There's not a ton of them that 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 are truly that stand on their own without like just some awful awful jokes. So so what do you think of sort of a, in the vacation? Uh, things get ridiculous. <coughs> line. What about like The Hangover? I really enjoy the first Hangover movie. I feel like The Hangover doesn't go to a point where I, I feel like I feel dirty watching it. Right. It doesn't go too far. Now, I will. I, the sequel does. They go to Thailand. It's too much. I think the only part in the first Hangover is when Ken Jeong jumps out of the back of the vehicle. That's when I'm like, okay, we've we've passed a point here. I agree. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't Mike Tyson. Somehow it wasn't Mike Tyson beating Fortnite at Ed Helms. No, that didn't that didn't bother me at all. Yeah, that didn't bother uh, me at all. That made you perfect know, okay. sense somehow. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Comedy movie with a worthwhile sequel. Let's all gather around. 21 and 22 Jump Street. Yep, phenomenal movies. Truthfully. Truthfully, I like both of them. Truthfully good. Because uh, one, I mean, two made the jokes that it needed to make about the like, we're doing the same thing again. Infiltrate the dealer, find a supplier. And that was as far as it went with like, oh, we're just going to do the same movie a second time. I do know in the first one, there's a moment that gets me when Johnny Depp shows up at the end. And I'm like, oh, I've been taken out of this. That's Johnny Depp. Okay. Well, it's just because he was in the original TV show. I know. I know. But like. He just happened to have gone on to be Johnny Depp between now and then. Right. And that that messed me up. I would agree with that. Surprisingly, when Rob Riggle is in things, it doesn't mess me up. No, but he's getting to a point. Here's my thing with Riggle is he is not as funny as uh, ESPN and Fox Sports and and sports media gives him credit for. No, he's not. But he's he's also not like, because he has somehow like replaced Vince Vaughn in things, but he doesn't fit the Vince Vaughn character. Vince Vaughn is more sarcastic. He's, He's more... He's a lot drier, yeah. He's more everyman, yeah. But he, like, he has started to play those parts that they would have just dropped Vince Vaughn in before Vince Vaughn, like, blew up. You think Vince Vaughn's a big deal now? <laughs> I think Vince Vaughn's probably expensive to get in, like, the Rob Riggle part in 21 Jump Street. But Vince Vaughn also doesn't do much anymore. No, he's busy being like, I was in Jurassic Park 3. What else do I need to do? <laughs> he was indeed. <laughs> I was the average Joe's. Yeah, I was Wedding in- Crashers is, is a 2000s era comedy that I really like. I was in Dodgeball. Yeah, that's what I said, average Joe's. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, he could play that forever you mean no not you mean Dupree. that was owen wilson i don't think i've ever seen you mean Dupree. you know uh owen wilson's part in that movie is exceptionally well done everything else about that movie is terrible i don't like owen wilson oh i'm a big owen wilson guy wow wow yeah i'm not a fan i've liked him in a few things but like he's not my uh not my favorite i think i mostly like him in uh like wes anderson movies yeah, I, did, I didn't know he was one of Wes Anderson's favorites. Because he's in uh, he's in the Royal Tenenbaums, he's in Bottle Rocket, he might mean a few more. But like, he's in Grand Budapest. Like, I can sort of live without um, that whole, th- another era, I can sort of live without, like, uh, like, I liked Anchorman. 
a lot. Um, mm. I like Anchorman a lot, but I can live without like Zoolander or Night of the Roxbury. Oh, I love Night of the Roxbury. I love Zoolander. I would not put those in the same era as Anchorman. They feel like the same era, like mm-hmm. early, early 2000s, like big comedy movies. Those were in the 90s, those last two. No, they weren't. Night of the Roxbury? Zoolander was 2001. Anchorman, I think, was 2003. Really? Yeah. Starsky and Hutch, 2004. And I, to tell you the truth, uh, freaking um, Wedding Crashers isn't my favorite movie. I remember really liking Wedding Crashers when it came out, and uh, I've been I, I've revisited it and been like, oh, okay, this was this was okay at best. I, I you know, I, I liked it more than it deserved. Like, I think uh, the thing I like uh, Ben Stiller in most is the Night of the Museum movies. Oh, I love those. I like that. And I like Dodgeball. I love Dodgeball. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He could have, they could have pretty much put a lot of people in that, though. Oh, I disagree. In I that think role. he has to be, he has to be, uh, he has to be Ben Stiller. Because I think that was a transformative role for him. Uh, he was in The Comeback Kid. Was that what it was called? Where he, uh, what's the one where Ben Stiller gets married and on his honeymoon his wife gets like horribly sunburned on the first day and then he falls in love with another woman on the honeymoon because his wife turns out to be this like horrible person i don't know man uh, that movie sucks then i i really like uh like forgetting sarah marshall i really oh, yeah, like that's a good one i really like um what is it called i love you man i like role oh, models i love you man is is exceptional i've never seen role models uh, what's what the vince vaughn movie where do, vince, where do you vince vaughn's in, in forgetting sarah marshall right is he not no what's the movie where vince no. vaughn goes to the, the tropics i don't know four weddings and a funeral or something no that's couples retreat oh i did not like that that movie i like that movie um there's a lot of those like oh man the watch god i forgot about this movie what is the Watch. Oh, we went, this was when we were in college. We went to see it. Uh, it's Ben Stiller, Vince Vaughn, Jonah Hill, and uh, Richard Iowady, Iowad Moss from the IT crowd, or like a neighborhood watch. I did not see this. Yeah, you I've did. Never Maybe I went with Hunter, but I definitely saw this movie in theaters. Oh, it's hilarious. It's 36 on Metacritic, so it's probably just god-awful, and I never want to watch it again. Do, hold on. Where do you fall on uh, Hot Tub Time Machine? Garbage. Garbage. Thank yep. you. I'm glad we're on the same page uh, there. Step Brothers is a, tr- is a crap movie. Sorry. I see. There's Step Brothers of- is one I... There's a I lot of seen. middle grade uh, feral movies that I didn't love. There's a lot of feral that I do love. There's a lot that I do uh, love. Um, but like Step Brothers didn't do it for me. Uh, freaking uh, Semi Pro didn't do it for me. What about um uh, the the ice skating one? It's all right. It made me really uncomfortable. Blades of Glory. Yes, Blades of Glory. Yeah. Who was he in Booksmart? I don't know. I haven't seen Booksmart. It. He produced. Oh, you're missing out. You should see Booksmart. Right I'm here. sure I should. It hasn't come out yet. <laughs> Has it not? I don't think so. I have no idea. Um. Anyway, let's let's circle back a little bit to Ferris Bueller instead of just talking about which comedy from which era we don't like or do like. I, well, I you know, it's uh, uh old school is, is a movie I can live without. Old school is a movie I can live without. Yeah, but without that, you don't get fail because that was like a breakout. I agree, but you got a lot of bad things out of that movie. Yes. Uh, Booksmart is on streaming. Just in case. That's you're where uh, Matthew McConaughey is at line. Really? That's from that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. No. I'm pretty sure, isn't it? No, because he's a high school teacher. Might be a different movie. Maybe it's Varsity Blues. No, it's got to be old school. Hang on. Dazed and Confused. Dazed and Confused. That is a good movie, actually. Never mind. I changed my mind about that. I can live without old school, though. Still. McConaughey. McConaughey's so good. He really is. Yeah, that's for sure. But let's circle back to Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller. Um, Bueller. Bueller. I really, really I'll tell you what. If I had to go to Ben Stein's history class or whatever it was, I wouldn't come to school either. Yeah, so they go to all... All of their classes and they're just terrible is this what high school was like in the 80s i guess i do know i related with like the kid sleeping on the desk and like drooling i did that i did that more than once if ben stein was my teacher i would have done that every day <laughs> i'm like falling asleep watching this movie just like anyone anyone 
And that was anyone. He's like, let finish my sentence. Bad. Like, no, no, no. What drives me crazy is that he keeps doing it even though nobody finishes his sentence. Yeah. And you get the feeling that he does that every day. Well, because nobody does the reading, Ethan. If Oh, my gosh. If I could give one advice to college students, don't worry about the reading in high school. You learned it in like third grade. You, you still know it. It's fine. Uh, but if I can give one a, a piece of advice to college students, it's do the damn reading. Yeah, you think? Do the reading? Do the reading. Just like you don't know it, my friend. <laughs> Just read the freaking book. That is that is the only piece of advice I can give you. Look at the syllabus. Have the reading done before that day of class. <laughs> like Wednesday the 5th, we're going over chapters 4 and 5. Don't, read chapters 4 and 5 before class. Don't do all of your anatomy of thought homework in one day right. for the whole semester right do it that as was, it comes that was one of the worst days i got it all done and i got it like a 99 in that class that was one of the worst days of my life where i oh, just sure. i spent like 18 hours doing logic puzzles my brain was broken at the but i was really good at logic puzzles i'm sure you were by the end of that day i was like a Susie gets on a train at 10 p.m and john gets on a train at 8 p.m and mark gets on a train at 4 p.m when do they all meet up in chicago right here got it <laughs> i know it they don't meet in chicago because this train goes through Des Moines. Uh, no, it doesn't. This particular train does. Nope. So, Tyler, I want to bring back an old you, segment. You told me this might happen, that there was a segment you were thinking about, about... Well, so I just want to... I into. just want to... No, it's a segment we still do, but I want to call it by its old name. I want to talk about an injustice in America. Oh, my gosh. Real quick, binary review on Ferris Bueller. It's a one. Oh, we uh, forgot to do it. Yeah, oh absolutely. You got to watch Ferris Bueller. Yeah. So I was the I was the victim of an actual injustice. You be careful, Ethan. You're straight, white, heterosexual I, I'm about to self. say. I'm about to say that. <laughs> I'm about to say that. But, like, I was a victim of a botched run-in with the justice system. What? <laughs> Tell me more. So I want to start this story by saying that, yes, I am a a straight Caucasian male white man. And if I was not a straight white man, this interaction probably would have gone differently and probably would have gone a lot worse. So I've definitely benefited from some extreme privilege here. And it is for that reason, I'm unable to like laugh at this thing that almost happened to me. But uh, I got very close to uh, to getting arrested in Washington, D.C. What? What did you do, Ethan? You broke the law. I did not break any laws is the problem. Okay, so I went up to Washington, D.C. to watch a live uh, The Adventure Zone taping, which was hilarious. I've never like my, my body hurt from laughing by the end of it. And you said live The Adventure Zone? Live The Adventure Zone, yeah. Sorry, the audio cut out, but I know oh, you good. did it. So I just wanted to make sure I knew. You're Good, you're good. Uh, yeah, live the adventure zone. And I leave the theater, right? And I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of. It's uh, 9:30 on a Wednesday. I'm, I'm kind of hungry. I'm gonna go get some food, some late night snacks in, in the district. So I decided I was gonna walk the like, you know, 18 blocks or whatever to the Shake Shack near the Metro and get myself some Shake Shack, right? Because I want a hamburger. Because it's a good, it's a good burger from Shake Shack. And um, when I was leaving the Shake Shack with my takeout, with, with my full. Uh, thing of my full drink of coca-cola and my and my burger in my little bag with a handle because for some reason they give you giant bags with handles just for hamburgers and i i i stumbled coming out of the shake shack and like like twisted my ankle and fell basically flat on my face in front of the shake shack everything good yes okay um so I fell on my face in front of the Shake Shack and I'm like, I stand up and I'm like face to face with a DC cop, mm -hmm. like, like six foot six, big old guy. And he goes, excuse me, sir, have you been drinking? And I'm like, uh, no, I have not. Like kind of shaking, <laughs> just covered in Coca-Cola at this point. Right. And I'm Scared like, to death because there's a police officer. That's the, that's the thing that stresses me out more than anything is once they ask you a question, it's like, if I say no, 
I'm getting defensive. Right. I'm like, <laughs> no, I haven't been drinking. Uh, you know, I just kind of fell over, I, you know, and I didn't want to say like, well, am I not allowed to fall over? Like, what's the deal here? And he's like, I think you have, I can smell alcohol on you. And what I wanted to say was like, no, you can smell like the Coke half of the rum and Coke on me. Right. <laughs> I, you smell Coca-Cola because I am covered in Coca-Cola. And he's like, he asked for my receipt from Shake Shack because apparently Shake Shack sells alcohol, which I didn't really? know. And like, I, I'm, I'm not, I, I literally have not been drinking. I had a Bud Light when I walked into the theater, like at this point, three and a half hours ago, one bud, one 12 ounce Bud Light. Right. So you're, you're not. I'm not inebriated. intoxicated at all. So I'm like, this dude is like field sobriety testing me on like 18th Street, two blocks from the DuPont Circle Metro Station in Washington, D.C. This dude's like field sobriety testing me down the, the sidewalk. And I'm like trying to, he's like, he, he had to do the whole thing. He was like, say your name, say the alphabet backwards. And I'm like, I don't practice this. He really asked you to say the alphabet He's, backwards? I really had to say the alphabet backwards. I had to do the thing where I touched my nose and walked. And, like, I can't... I, my, my freaking ankle sprained at this point. I can't, like, walk a straight line. And the dude's sitting there like, I really think you've been drinking. I'm like, I have not. You could go ask the Shake Shack guy. And he made me stand there with him until my Uber came. Because I decided to order an Uber instead of walking over the metro. Because I'm like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm just going home. And the dude, I'm sitting there, like, on my phone talking to this cop. I'm like, I'm ordering an Uber. Like, I'm trying to get out of your city. Like, leave me alone. Right. <laughs> I just do like, anything. And it's at the point where there's like a homeless guy on the corner, like arguing in my case. It's just like, I, yeah, he walked in there fine. He came out fine. He just fell over. And I'm like, hey, what am I supposed to say to this police officer? Like, am I not supposed to fall over? Oh, I know. That's my big problem is I find I can't help but make a joke out of everything. Like, I can't not tell a joke. Right, same. And I'm like, I'm trying so hard to, to like, <laughs> not come off as defensive. And I'm like, I don't know what to say. I'm, I, you know, I, they've trained me for this situation when I, like, get pulled over. But, like, I literally just fell over in front of a police officer. Right. It's like, I'm not, I'm not so drunk that I can't stand up, dude. I just fell over. I tripped. I tripped. It was, trip like, it was sometimes. like, a, it was like a step down that I wasn't ready for out of the Shake Shack. Like, trust me, officer, I'm not happy either. I'm wearing my drink. Like... <laughs> I paid for this drink. <laughs> I'm like bleeding out of my elbow. Like this is not the ideal scenario. And I'm, I'm sitting there, like I stumbled uh, saying the alphabet backwards. I got like to to like hey or whatever and forgot which one came in which order. And the cops like oh what what what. Hold on, hold on. Like, dude, it's the I don't say the alphabet back. I don't sit around saying the alphabet frontward. You don't think you can say the alphabet frontward? I mean, I could, but it's like, I, it's not something I practice. I always miss W. I always go Z-Y-X-V-U-T. Z-Y-X-W-V-U-T-S-R-Q-P-O-N-L-K-J-I-H-G-F-A-D-C-B-A. The thing is, they always tell me... J-I-H-G-F-A-D-C-B-A. The thing is, they always told me that was going to happen, like, if you ever get stopped or whatever, but, like, I, I didn't think that that was... I figured there's that's too ridiculous to actually be true. So I just, That was one of those things that I was like, there's no way they really ask you to do that. I mean, like that. that's, that's like targeting, right? That's like, I could, that's, that's, that's a clipping penalty. Yeah. They asked me to do that. And I had to walk down the sidewalk, touch my hands to my nose. I'm like, what do I need to do to prove to you that I'm not like literally walking, staggering drunk, walking down Does the street to DC right Does he not just have right like now? a temp, like a little breathalyzer? He, he didn't have with? one with him. I think he was like a bicycle cop. I don't know. It seems like a relevant piece of tech. To, you know, for them I to would carry. agree. He might not even been a cop for all I know. <laughs> right. He's just some guy messing with Shake Shack patrons. Right, trip out like, of I'm the trying store. to get a hamburger. I'm trying to get a shack burger, man. Right, double shack burger, <laughs> no onion. Oh my gosh! So I was a uh, victim of some actual 
injustice. An actual injustice in the nation's capital. Taxation without representation. Look at you. Look at me. I was terrified. You thought you were going to get arrested? Did he pull out the cuffs? Was he like, all right, son? No, but like he can arrest me for being drunk in public. I mean, you'd get down to the station and he wouldn't have a leg to stand I on. I mean, for sure, but I still don't want to go to a DC <laughs> police station. <laughs> right. I don't want to see real criminals. <laughs> yeah, like I could get I could get stabbed by an actual criminal walking in the station. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm already, like, I'm walking around the streets of D.C. at night by myself. I'm already a little uncomfortable. Right, right. Real quick, how are we doing on time? We are at 1.13. Okay. (laughs) Do you have a a toothpaste and orange juice from your beach trip, or is everything great because you're at the beach? I tell you, the good thing about the beach is that the beach is the best place in the world. (laughs) I love the beach. We have a pool. It's just a little tiny pool shaped in, like, a dollar sign. I love it. Why is it shaped in a dollar sign? Because the, so the top and bottom of a dollar sign, you know, it's an S with a line through it. I know technically it's a U and then the bottom is like shaved off, but this is just an S with one line through it. And the line is like bench seats and it just makes sort of a cool shape for the pool. Anyway, I'll take a photograph. Okay. (coughs) It's a very 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 small pool i mean it you know if everybody is in it that's you, the pool. You, you're always you're touching someone right yeah. <laughs> uh but it, it, it's very nice um the, also the water in the ocean feels great uh the sand is i i noticed that at some point in my life i learned how to like deal with sand which is almost like frustrating that there was like a learning curve that i didn't realize i went through uh you, do you know what i mean here no i just feel like when i was a kid i was always covered in sand and i just assumed as a child that if you went to the beach that was your fate you end up covered in sand Oh, yeah, you just don't roll around in the sand. Right. Well, it turns out, as luck would have it, there is a method. (laughs) Yeah, you just don't don't flop around in the sand like a child. (laughs) Well, who would have thought? Adults. We're here with with Olivia and Luke, who are both just the best. Uh, Olivia really likes going outside, and she's smiling, so that's all happiness. That's super cool. Yes. Um, I, I thought you... You are currently in your office at your house, which makes sense. That all adds up. But for whatever reason, I assumed you were going to be in my office because you're watching my dogs. Well, I I went upstairs and realized that you like brought your headphones. Oh, my monitors. Yes, I have. And so I didn't have I didn't have my headphones. (laughs) So I was like, am I going to at first I was like, okay, I'll just go home and get my headphones and then come back. And I was like, no, I'm just going to record from my house (laughs) right, where I know the password and I have two monitors. Right. Because I was going to be like, hey, can I just cash record from your computer and i i honestly thought i was gonna get to the call and see you there uh yeah but and, i don't like know the password to your computer do you want to not really okay okay i don't think i i mean if i have a need for that i will call you <laughs> it, but I, I, if i could if i could uh not have a password i would prefer that fate uh, yeah i mean i agree like i don't really think anybody's like if i if there's somebody in my <laughs> house hacking my freaking desktop i've got bigger problems right you you have passed laptop the, the... I, laptop i understand desktop it's like what are you gonna do (laughs) you're already here i've got bigger problems especially my desktop you're standing next to my bed (laughs) right you get to my desktop and you'll find the files from our show and a couple of spider-man wallpapers and that's about it yeah that's about it i've got a couple games (laughs) right there's a there's a small steam library which like i guess if you want you can have there's there's you know i have a, a external hard drive you know, permanently connected with just thousands and thousands of photos, just raw files out the wazoo. <laughs> 
But yeah, my desktop is not the most Like they valuable. don't even produce a, a like, they're raw files. They're not actual photos. They're like, they have to be interpreted by a program. So they don't even produce like a thumbnail. It's just, <laughs> just, just a, just a blank that... file. <coughs> it's like some awful name. Yeah. It's like EAE underscore zero seven four four dot CR three. <laughs> Dot raw. Nope. The dot CR three is the raw. Uh, it's Canon raw uh, three. Ah, fancy schmancy. Yep. Um. Yeah. No, you're not gonna. Uh, you'd be like, oh, let's check Tyler's search history. I bet there's something scandalous there. And you'd be like, oh, every Thursday he gets on IMDb for about two hours. Right. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Man, this guy talks about movies. He likes film. You could like, I guess the you could you could go on Podbean, click login, and delete our podcast, and that would probably be the worst thing you could do with my computer. Yeah, that would that would. But you'd have to get you'd have to like go there and like know to do that. Also, if you're gonna do that, uh, please don't. Yeah, maybe maybe just don't. <laughs> if, if you were like, you know what, you know what, act of terrorism I'm going to commit, I'm going to delete bacon but, and eggs. you know, just if that's your steez, if that's the thing you want to do, I mean, just if talk to us. Right, if it's between that and, like, harming other human beings, yeah, I mean, you can delete I mean, go podcast. for it, but, like, I, I don't, on one hand, yes, I agree with that, and I would much rather them just delete our podcast and not you know, harm anybody. But on the other hand, like, I don't really want to volunteer for that. Like, there's, there's got to be a better way to parse that. There's got to be a different solution. There's got to be a different solution. Like, let's let's have a conversation, buddy. Let's, let's like, let's, let's figure it out. Mano a mano, you know? Man to man. That's what mano a mano means. No, it means hand to hand, but... Hand to hand? Yeah, mano is hand. No. Yes, ombre is man. Ombre a ombre. Yeah. Did you know, this is some exciting bacon and egg statistics news. August, actually, hold on. Okay, so starting in August, uh, August was our best month ever, and September was our best month ever. Yep. Which is the first time that's been true since August 2018. August 2018, yep. That's some exciting statistics We have had significant growth, so thank you to all the new people listening. Uh, Welcome. If this is your first time listening to the show and you did not come here from Super Carlin Brothers, please tell us. Yeah. As and and if you're a new listener and you haven't done it yet, just go ahead and head on over to to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave us a review, hopefully a five star review, uh, and tell us what you love about the show. Yeah, do that. We're right here I at like the end of idea. right here at the end of year two. This is the end of year two, which, which is means we can crazy. Yeah. We can do a big review of the year two list. Do you, I think I think now's a good time as any to look at the list and say, you know, I I stand by what we said here. I disagree with what we said here. Uh, I agree. I think we should make it a Sunday brunch. <laughs> oh, I, I I just didn't know we were gonna have time to do a Sunday brunch. I figured now's as good a time as any. Well. To we did one say, last year as a Sunday brunch is the thing. I know. I'm looking at it, and honestly, I don't know what I would change. I know there's one that you would move, but outside of that one, and I, honestly, I'll probably hear an argument for it, and, and uh, everything above it, Which I think, one would is I excellent. Move? You would move Interstellar. I already moved it once. Oh. Everything above it, I would leave above it, but also, I could put it above many of the things that are above it, if that makes sense. I, I, like, it, it, I would say from Toy Story 4 up, uh, that's all in, like, an echelon of films that, like, they're all just good. I'm not even looking at the list right now, to tell you the truth. <laughs> that Hang would on. be Toy Okay. But for you, listener, who's also not looking at the list because it's not published anywhere. It will be, be Toy, once we get it Toy all Story nice. Toy Story 4, Toy Story 2, Interstellar, How to Train Your Dragon 3, Toy Story 3, Us, Captain Marvel, Moonlight, Hunt for the Wilder People, Jurassic Park, Dark Knight, Avengers Endgame, The Prestige, and Remember the Titans. Yeah, I mean, I can move... Um, I can move Interstellar up a few places, but I'm not really going to. Uh, let's see. Is there anything I really want to fight for here? Not necessarily want to fight for. I think Get Out is better than Dark Knight Rises. Um, yeah, I I can, we revisit. can go ahead and flip-flop those. I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, I still think Toy Story 4 is the best Toy Story movie. You know, th- like, maybe maybe I need to revisit it. Maybe I need to watch it again. Um, like, 
that I, would be I if there was one like we did last year where we did a couple like big shifts. If there was a big shift I was gonna make, I would put Toy Story Four above How to Train Your Dragon Three and drop Toy Story Three in right below Interstellar. That would be my thing. I would like argue for. I I don't think that you would need to argue with me. I don't have like a I, I couldn't take Toy Story Four and poke a hole in it. I think I have extremely is, strong feelings for Toy Story Four. I I just I guess I just didn't love it. Um, which surprised me. But literally when when I talked with Seamus about Monsters Inc, I like kind of grilled him about the because I didn't get to talk about Toy Story Four because I was um making music on the Amtrak. Um, and so I was not on that episode. But when I I talked to Seamus about Monsters Inc, I was like, Hey, hey, you you didn't like Toy Story Four as much as Toy Story Three, and he goes, Well, I never said that. I I've I've straight up told you that it, it it'll probably change as time goes on. <laughs> I have not listened to the episodes that came out when I was away. Uh, so I haven't I listened have no to the Toy idea. Story 4 episode, so yeah, yeah. same. I, I don't know. Uh, the, the crazy thing to me, um, just talking about podcasting in general, is since Olivia was born, I have not listened to an episode of any podcast. Since Olivia was born, I have listened to lots of episodes of podcasts, but I am also not Olivia's father. Well, and, and honestly, it was one of those things where I thought, like I saved a bunch while Emily was pregnant because everybody said that once she's born, you'll have all this time to like listen to podcasts and read books and watch TV shows. And I have watched a good bit of TV. Um, but I have not listened to as many podcasts or read as many books as I thought I was going to get to. Um, I have watched TV for the first time in years. Uh, so that sort of became the the takeover in Vice. Um, but I don't know. It's It's been challenging to dig back into podcasts, which makes me extremely sad because there are so many good podcasts that I really genuinely love. And there's so many good podcasts made by people that I genuinely love that I, I want to want to listen to. I mean, you'll, you'll um, come around to it. Oh, I know. It's just like I, I'm not caught up on talking about i'm not caught up on i actually have listened to some of our episodes which is weird i never listened to our show before i listened to the uh lego movie episode the other day like the whole thing and like i'll tell you i don't want to toot my own horn but like i was cackling laughing out loud at my own jokes like that is an extraordinary episode i've listened to a few of ours that that i end up laughing out loud one that uh like there was an impression of me there's an impression I did of somebody finding out that a double-decker couch, like a redneck, finding out that the double-decker couch from Ikea does not fit in their house. <laughs> and also does not have cup holders on the top. <laughs> uh, and I was, like, the, what, I was laughing out loud at my own impression. It was wild. As I look at the, the year two back on the list, is there an episode of the show from year two that you think is significantly underrated significantly underrated maybe not underrated but is uh not a movie but like that an episode of would, the show that would require me to remember what i said uh any time before me talking right now i know right That's i have already forgotten most of what i said at the beginning of this episode we, that we are a lot actively about, recording i know right uh there's one that I don't think it's here on our list, um, but there's an episode that I there's really There's a lot of housekeeping really like. that needs to go into the list before it's like publishable. We did not keep well, up with it as well this year as we did first year. Well, clearly, because I can't find National Treasure 2 anywhere. Um, It's way down at the bottom, I think. Oh, it's not probably not on there. It's not on here at all, but that's an episode of our show from this past year that I really enjoyed. That was with, uh, that was where the threes came from. That is where the threes came National from. National Treasure 1 was apparently a, just a, like a marquee episode. That's where I think Pump Don't Work came from. Pump Don't Work, I think, is from that. Or I perhaps love it was the mayonnaise, the first mayonnaise rant. The first mayonnaise rant I thought was Lego Movie. No, that was the Froyo rant. I know it was the Froyo rant. The The Lego Movie was, um, was the Froyo rant. It was me talking about the time that I exploded a McDonald's sweet tea in my cup holder. Oh my God, Ethan, you're a freaking criminal. You, I was thinking about this the other day and I got shivers down my spine. You drink the soda water with the melted ice? Huh? Like, 
you you go into your car after like a day and the ice <laughs> on your soda has I, melted. Wait, hold on, what are you calling me out for right now? You, you when did I say this? What episode? You, I don't know what episode you said this, but you told me that you do this. That you will go into the car like if you went to cookout two days ago. No, 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 not two days. Like like hours. If if all the ice is melted, you still drink it. If it's so cold, yeah. No. Yes. So like if uh-uh. I if I get out of the car, if I leave the the end of a sweet tea and some some ice in the car, right, and I go like. Like, say, into the mall for two hours, do some shopping, come back out, and I'm like, ah, I could use about an ounce and a half of water right now, which is all I've got. I'm going to drink it. It's written right there. Not two days, but like two hours, yes. What if it was like a uh, Coca-Cola? Yeah, same dream. Same deal. No. Yep. Uh-uh. I will Criminal. drink the Coke water. If it's Ugh. if it's two hours old, I will 100% drink the Coke water. I stand Yuck. by that. Oh, God. That, uh, that, that. That Coke water saved my life sometimes. Oh, it'll get because it'll get me home. Oh, it'll get God. me home without me stopping at Seven Eleven and like buying uh, a Dasani. The buying a Dasani—that's Coke water. That is literally Coke water. Uh, what episode is that that you're you're coming for my neck on? Oh gosh, you said that to me once. I think about it every day. God. I, for a few hours every day, I think about Ethan drinks the nasty Coke water. The fact that you—you—I don't believe. I believe when we originally spoke about this, you said it, it could be days. I don't uh, think I said it could be days. I don't recall that at all i would not do it if it was days i would do it if it was the same day because it was like when i you know when i worked for uh you know if i would get something during lunch and leave it in my car and then i would go drink it on the way home that's like six hours so it's still cold you know it gets me i have a job now i have a day job on wednesdays i get to my day job at 8 a.m and my lunch is at 3 p.m that's, that's seven hours into that's my the work big day. suck that's the big suck it honestly the thing that is big suck about it is that it's really not that bad like it like it doesn't bother me nearly as much as you'd think it would what what bothers me more about it was that in high school I would get to school at eight o'clock, eight oh six, and my lunch was at twelve fifty three, and that was the last lunch of the day, and that was an impossible stretch of time. Yeah, last lunch when you're when when you're a senior or whatever, whenever I had last lunch, last lunch was rough. Oh, I had it every year. I had Did it you? freshman year I had first lunch, and then sophomore, junior, senior year I had third lunch. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I know that like lunch my senior year was between the two halves of AP Physics. Oh, that's nice. It was just outside the AP Physics room. Yeah, it was literally like right across. So I go to AP Physics and then lunch and then AP Physics lab and then I think band and then last class and then home. With what frequency do you have the nightmare that you've been skipping a class all semester? Uh, never. Really? Yeah. I think I still have that nightmare because I did it. Yeah, Tuesdays no, and Thursdays, I had physics. Uh, Like physics, like 123, like easy physics. Yeah, you just didn't go. And I just straight up didn't go. And I had the syllabus so I knew when the tests were and like I slept through the first one and and I like told the professor and he's like, okay, just come in and take it, whatever. There was no attendance policy. And he was like, he knew that I knew physics. So I went and I took it and then I did it again. And I was like, oh, this is just not happening. So I withdrew from the class. Yeah. yeah. How many classes in college do you withdraw from just to avoid speaking to a human being? Right. Because you're afraid to like. To avoid like to having pro- an adult conversation with a professor. Here's the, here's the big secret about the professor is it only hurts them if you fail. It yeah. hurts both of you. But like there is no benefit to them to you failing. Yeah. Like they would rather you just talk to them instead of withdrawing and ghosting them forever being afraid to take them the next semester (laughs) right waiting for a different professor to offer the class like it is it is much better for them if all of their students pass yeah it's a little suspect if they all pass with the 100 but (coughs) 
Anyway, last let's give some last thoughts on on Ferris Bueller. Um, we did, did not. I don't feel like one? we did this movie justice. I don't feel like there's any way to do this movie justice. I, I don't think there is either. I think we talked a lot about John Hughes and we talked about Ferris Bueller. I, I do think there was a good amount of deep dive there. Uh, question for you, Ethan: Did you ever skip school and do something? No, no, not at all. In not, not in high in school. College, that's a different story. Yeah, not in high school. In, in high school, there were days where I would. I think. I think it was like a glorified mental health. Yeah, day. I took mental I would, health days for sure. I would. I would play up being sick so my mom would let me stay home, but I would not do anything. I would just stay home. Yeah, no, I'd stay home and like play Halo Three, right? Or I'd watch like, movies or whatever. It I would was. like move the Xbox into the living room and play on the big TV, right? <laughs> But that was, yeah, I never, yeah, no, never I took like, there were days like, where I woke up and I was just like, I, I, I can't, I can't do this today. And I think that's a valid thing. It's like, I, I, that's becoming more and more of an actual like thing in both work oh, yeah. and school. It's like, you wake up some days and you're like, I just can't do this. And that was the thing. Even, even when I had like day jobs, I never felt like I could like call out because I didn't feel like I could handle work that day. But I can't think of a more valid reason to miss work. Especially in like a customer service field. In, yeah. In hey. sales. Like, right, it's like, I listen, if I come in, I'm not going to sell anything, but you're going to pay me for every hour I'm there. Right. <coughs> and it's like, it's still, you know. I have sick time. I have PTO. It's like I could take it, but it's, you know, there was this such a culture of like, oh, you better not use that vacation time. And I hate that, but that's the way. Yeah, no, I'm not a, not a huge fan of that situation. That's the way that whole thing is. But yeah, it's like, I, I would definitely take mental health days in school, but I would just not, yeah, I wouldn't do anything. And I think, I think in four years, I did it less than four times. In college, I did it a lot. In college, but college I did is different. All the college, time. you could skip one class. Yeah. College, now, I know, I know you class. wouldn't do that, but like, I did that a lot. I would skip like weeks. Yeah. You would just not go for days. <laughs> There would be times was, where, like, if I had a class that didn't have an attendance policy, I just didn't go because I didn't want to. I wanted to do something else. It's like, I would I would tell, I would lie to Hunter and tell him I didn't have class and we'd go to Bush Gardens. Because <laughs> hey, I would literally look myself in the mirror and be like, how can I expect to be expected to handle school on a day like this? Right. When I have this season pass. Where it's like, Bush yeah, Gardens. it's like 75 degrees and beautiful outside and I have season passes to Bush Gardens. I'm going to go ride some roller coasters with my friends. That was as Ferris Bueller as I ever got was like, I would skip like child development psychology. With a professor who insisted we call him Bob. Ooh. I don't know about all that. Bob was a character. Man, he was a character. He could have a show on USA. Characters welcome. <laughs> uh, there's a bunch of movies missing because this- I'm our sure cells there is. Go down, there, our cells go down to 53, which was like the- There's the category and then 51 or 52 listed movies. Yeah. And between 42 and 51, there's just nothing. Well, I think I've, then, we, I think we've added rows. Right. But when you add a row, the like if you if you, if scroll you add down, a row, they also the, the venom gets moved down too. no venom is on 52 or venom is on line 53. Right. But if, we, if you add a row, it'll get moved. It would have gotten moved down. Oh, no, I see what you're saying. Never. Yeah, it is on like cell. Oh, well, then we're missing C. some movies. <laughs> yeah, we're missing like nine. I can think of at least one that can pretty well go around here is uh, <laughs> freaking National Treasure 2 Book of Secrets. Hey, listener, if you know what order the list should be in, just tell me. Just tell us. We can crowdsource that, right? We have enough listeners at this point. I believe I would believe that there are nine times this year that we just didn't do a rating at the end of the We can. We can I think there was definitely some during when you were gone that I just didn't rate. But the thing is, I see some of those. I see uh, Monsters, Inc. I don't know what else we reviewed while I was gone. Like, I didn't. I don't think Catching Fire's on here. No, it's not. Yeah. Oh, I actually did listen to that. Because there was a lot of like, there was a lot while you were gone of me being like, I've seen all these movies and the guests being like, I haven't. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what Tyler would say. (laughs) Did he watch this movie? No, he did not. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the problem is uh, Tyler's seen everything else, but he hasn't seen Clue. (laughs) 
<laughs> I still haven't seen Clue. It's a worthwhile movie. Clue, including, yeah, it doesn't appear to be. Not as good as National Treasure. A little bit better than Detective Chicapoo. Yeah, honestly, like, th- 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 we reviewed a lot of good movies this year. So we need to, uh, what, what do we add on time? What do we need to wrap? Yeah, we're getting there. We're at 138. Okay. So let's wrap. Yeah, let's wrap. My name is Ethan. I'm here to say I like crap movies in a major way. Do you like crap movies? Apparently, since I like no, Clue. You clearly didn't. You ranked it super low. It's, but it's I do like, like it. That's what, I just don't like it as much as National Treasure, a movie I also really like. I just feel like Mary Clay wasn't like knife to your throat. Clue was a bad movie. It goes below National Treasure. I feel like she would have been campaigning for like Clue is better than Toy Story No, 3. I think she was like, yeah, this sounds about right. Really? See, yeah. I didn't get that far. I am, I am reading... Uh, Tolkien, uh, uh, la, uh pff, not Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe. So, uh, Fellowship, Fellowship of the Ring. Ring, so that you and I can finally guest on our own podcast. So that I can guest on my own podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm very Speaking close of, to catching up with her. Listener, we know a lot of you uh, have new shows out recently, especially people in Discord. Um, if you have a podcast and you want Tyler and I to to guest on your podcast, just hit us up. Yeah, we would We're love to We're officially accepting uh, guest people. We're officially wanting to be on people's shows. I will be on any show. We want to help right your now. show out, new podcast. Welcome to the world. Welcome to the world. We love to help in any way that we can. More likely than not, we'll just sit there and tell jokes with you for 60 to 90 minutes. We're good at that. We're hilarious. Anyway, um, I mean, okay, so this movie. Oh, wait, this, this movie. movie. Where did we? Where did we rank this movie? Oh, better right, than right, Jurassic right, right, Park? right, right, right. I don't think so. No, not better than Jurassic Park. Uh, not better than Wilder People. I'd rather watch it than Moonlight. I would definitely rather watch it than Moonlight. The thing about this list is like Moonlight is the best movie we watched this year. Yeah, for sure. Like for sure, probably closely followed by like Get Out. Are we putting it there? We can put it there. That's fine. It is a great. It's a classic. I think that's pretty much the spot like occupied by Back to the Future on the last list. Yes, this is better than Back to the Future. Everybody hates on Back to the Future. I'm not hating on Back to the Future. I'm saying Ferris Bueller's Day Off is better than Back to the Future. I don't think that's hating. Okay, I'll take that. As far as a breakfast food for Ferris Bueller's Day Off, I think it's something with the Sausage King of Chicago. Yeah, it's just breakfast sausage sausages, which is surprisingly delightful. I do love. I mean. Sausage is one of my favorite breakfast foods. I I, I would probably, t- t- on many days, take sausage over uh, bacon. Sausage is a lot less of a hassle. How so? Uh, it's a lot less greasy. Oh, yeah. The bacon is You can just, greasy. like, when you make sausage in a frying pan, you can just kind of wash the pan afterward. It's not like you got to cut the head off like a Coke can and pour the grease in it. Did you learn that trick from me? Tell me tell me yes or no. Uh, did I learn the trick of taking a can opener to the top of a can of soda to pour grease in it? Yeah. From me. Yeah, from you. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just want to make sure I get credit for well, that. Well, I was never like cognizant of what was going on when my parents made bacon. We always did a, uh, we had like a mason jar under the sink where we would store it. Yeah. We tried that and it got real gross immediately. Yeah. And then we threw the mason jar out. Yeah. That's all I got. I, I, I don't have anything else. Yeah. I just don't know how adults do it. I don't know. Adults are crazy. I uh, The craziest thing in the world, my mother-in-law, I think I've talked about this before. My mother-in-law will come to my house and like be helping us out with something or whatever. And we'll do a load of laundry and the clothes will come out better. less wrinkled. Just better. Mm-hmm better cleaner yeah. i don't know how she does it yeah i don't know no idea tyler where can we find you on the internet i'm america carlin everywhere um you should follow me i'm also the person that runs the bacon and eggs pod instagram and twitter although a lot of times ethan responds to your direct messages and then i see them and i'm like i didn't write that uh, <laughs> well because but... a lot of the times tyler writes direct messages from his perspective and doesn't take my opinion into consideration at all especially in like reply tweets and then i'll start getting <laughs> notifications that's like people liked your tweet i love star wars rogue 
Rogue One better than any other Star Wars movie. And I'm like, I don't feel like that. <laughs> I don't. I didn't say anything. Uh, but yeah, so. I've thought about I, this. I, I do want to start being me. more active on the Bacon you. and Egg socials. As do I. Um, I, thought, I think is, they need some, is, uh, some, my... some Ethan flavor. Oh, you want to be more active on them. Yeah. I just meant that they are more active is on my No, my, they definitely uh, need to be more active. We never post anything on Instagram ever. We did. So when I was doing three posts today on Instagram, I was actually having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, and you should keep doing that. I agree. I would like to continue to do that, but I gave, I had a child and then I stopped. Right. And I was like, I was like, hey, Tyler, I know that you're having a child. Let me know how I can help out with like running all the social medias. And I got like a red 6.02 p.m. And then there were just no posts. Well, I've been posting again. I've been trying to do, I have like, a vision in my mind for what I want and I need to just sit down with an Excel spreadsheet and be like if you can post nothing else these are the three posts that go on Monday these are the three that go on Tuesday and then obviously if anything needs to sub in for these you can obviously change them out right. because it's your system uh, but if you don't know what to do do these three things anyway so be expecting some like all the tweets that are like hey we're coming to, to you live with this show on this day come from Tyler and all the ones that are like I hate Rogue One are for me <laughs> You'll be able to tell pretty easily. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, we have a Twitter for yeah. for Drop the Girl, the band I'm in, and it's it's very easy to tell when I go on like a tweeting binge from Drop the Girl because it'll be like it'll be like from Michael, like, "Hey, we've got a show this weekend coming up. Hope to see everybody there." Hashtag show and. When Ethan tweets, it's like, gig this weekend, get there, be square, get to the mother Fortnite gig, let's go gig up. Yeah. Giggity. Uh, anyway, I'm on Twitter at wow now, but the O's are zeros until I figure out something better to call myself because wow now is officially dead. I took the license plates off my car. I have new license plates. So I need a new Twitter handle now. I don't know what's going to be yet, but I'll figure it out. My Instagram at Edge Hill Photos. That's uh, Edge Hill, E D G H I L L, no second E. <coughs> and um, I've been Ethan Edge Hill and he's been Tyler Carlin. And until next week, Arrivederci. Anything is peaceful from 1,353 feet. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bacon and Eggs. We are now off to record the greatest podcast in the world, The Hash Brown. Available on Patreon for just $5 a month. 